principals and welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George. I am an educational leader in Oregon and an NAESP fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center with my friend Rachel. Yeah. So, hey, we are both excited to be bringing you this NAESP Principal Podcast so we can talk about some brand ideas with some amazing principles to help make your leadership stronger and more innovative. And, you know, we have today two guests with us. Yes, count that, two. Uh, Chris Weiland, an elementary principal in Madras, and then Sarah Hurtle. Hurtle. Uh, she's an instructional specialist and also his dean of students. So, Chris and Sarah, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Yeah. So, hey, backstory on these two. We were sitting in a recent IPC, Innovative Principal Circles session with NAESP, and we were talking just, hey, how are things going? What does the beginning of the year look like, the middle of the year, whenever your school year started? And, you know, across the nation, we were hearing from educational leaders that it has just been super challenging. Like the epiphany of we have half of our elementary school that literally are coming in with some social emotional intelligence regulation skill sets of kinder. And we were like, this is insane. Like we're seeing behaviors and circumstances and situations that we have never experienced. And gotta give some props to Chris. He's like, not me. That's not that's not going on at my school, man. And we're like, like crickets. Like you could hear the stop in the whole breakout room. And we're like, really? Are you for real, dude? And he's like, uh-huh. So we're like, <laughs> tell us more, tell us more. What is it that you have going on at your elementary school that has just been amazing? So, hey, Chris, why don't you start us off? Tell us a little bit about your school and the work that you've been doing and how your year has looked so far. Yeah. So being in Oregon, uh, you know, we got to start after Labor Day. And so we're in week, what, six or seven, um, you know, so at this point, um, in the middle of October, which seems like one of the longest months of the whole school year. Um, and, and I just want you all to know that, uh, we absolutely are struggling, but not, you know, we're able to work through some things because we try to be intentional with, uh, how we use resource and how we use time. And so for us, uh, morning meeting and the intentional teaching of social emotional skills and, and learning is, it's been really important really important. Uh, and, and that journey at Madras Elementary, where we're lucky enough to serve about 350 kids, K-5, um, started for us three years ago, um, which seems like a decade ago before COVID. And um, that work really came to be um, because of teacher voice in our school. Um, and it for us, it also aligns uh, to this belief that we want to help our students reach not only their academic potential, um, but also their potential um, socially as well. Well, Chris, I'm glad that you kind of give that caveat of keeping it real. Like, no, we're struggling because I mean, I, I haven't found somebody that has not. But what I was thinking is you have systems in place. And I worked with an amazing educator years ago, assistant superintendent. And she's like, you know, when you have systems, the system takes care of the problems, or at least it helps take care of the problems. And, you know, I see so many school districts and schools having these big, huge, massive programs. And we're talking about a morning meeting and I'm not trying to like take away from it, but um, when you get people together and you have conversation and you have a student that maybe wasn't in your school or a class before and they, you bring them into the system or a new teacher and everybody at the school, and this is where Sarah comes in, having been a teacher and now a coach at the school, 
such a great system. So when you do get a new employee or maybe even a, a yard supervisor or a bus driver, I mean, you can plug, I'm guessing pretty much anybody into the system, you have a solution or at least a step in the right direction for a solution when you do have this kind of big thing called a pandemic come and it's still knocking at the door and we're still dealing with it when half of your school really has never been in school a full year. So Sarah, talk about your experience as a teacher and now kind of behind the curtain a little bit or in front of the curtain and as a coach and working and helping and um, just some, uh, maybe some of the challenges you came up against and then all the positives that are, um, are coming out of it. Yeah, so um, as a classroom teacher, I always wanted to come up with a way that my students could start their day and come in and feel safe and loved and cared for and know that before I hit them with math or reading group that they knew that they were welcomed um, by name and that they had a chance to connect with their um, classmates. And so that's really kind of my why. And so as a classroom teacher, I started doing this um, many years ago. And then it was kind of at Madras Elementary. There were several of us that um, that were doing it and all of our own little versions. And then um, when Chris came along, we um, really showed him and, um, you know, kind of encouraged us to try to try to do it school-wide. And so Chris um, did an amazing thing by building it into our schedule. So every 30 minutes, every classroom is starting with that um, morning meeting time and um, focusing on those SEL skills and building the classroom community. Um, it wasn't always bought in right away by everybody. Um, we, um, and everybody kind of had their own version of what they were doing and maybe didn't see the value of it and still tried to squeeze in like morning work and worksheets and technology time. But um, we really started using a book called the morning meeting book and um, led a lot of PD on it and had teachers model and show videos of what that looked like to show the value. And um, we can get into that later, but we definitely are following that format as a school and it helps everybody buy into it. And I think the more they see their students um, growing in the area of SEL and feeling loved and bonding as a class as classmates and bonding with their teacher, that that's kind of I mean they see the value now. That's awesome. I'm really helpful or really glad that you were super helpful by providing the name of that book um, because I often find myself being like, dude, I do morning meetings. Like I meet with my kids. Like we sit in a little circle. Like I ask them what their favorite ice cream is, and we go around and like. Ching, like done, right? And I got it done in 10 minutes. So I'm going to move into reading because I have an hour and a half of reading to do. So tell me a little, a little bit about this resource, but also your professional development strategy. Because before we started recording, Chris mentioned that you have not brought in any consultants and you've done this entirely in-house and teacher centered and driven, which I think is just really phenomenal. So um, Chris, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just a little bit about um, just kind of the framework that we've built, which also ties into the PD, um, really believe, big believer in tight and loose. Um, and so what we are tied on is that that 30 minutes, um, and we're a Title I campus, and so every one of our kids have access uh, to breakfast in the morning, is that that 30 minutes uh, is available and not only available, but is required 
for every single child in our school. Uh, we don't have any academic intervention or, or any other so, sort of pullout during that time. And we do our best to have every single student, um, even the most medically fragile, um, join, join into those classrooms and be a part of that. Um, and so I think that that's really important to lead with uh, because there's a lot of things that could chip away at that time. And in this time when we're super urgent, more urgent probably than ever about learning, um, allowing teachers to have that time to get to know their kids and help their kids get to know each other has been really important. Um, and when we think about that PD, um, Sarah, and then other teachers in our school, you know, like she mentioned, had done it before, but we didn't have a common understanding of what that would look like. Uh, and then also how that was articulated from kindergarten to fifth grade, which is also part of the work of our counselor and their guidance lessons. Um, but, but as we're getting into this work, it's really helping because uh, when we talk about things like zones of regulation and I'm red or I'm yellow or blue or green today, and then the strategies to move from where I'm at into green or, or to help regulate, um, that is becoming more and more consistent across our campus. And so this actually started back in 1819. Uh, Sarah and another teacher were um, courageous and had an opportunity to get up in front of our staff. At that point, um, I still didn't have a, um, I did not do a good job as a leader of building a framework and then making it required for every kid. And then 1920, I feel like we were really starting to gain some traction. And then for us, uh, COVID shut us down in March, March 13th of 2020 in Oregon. Um, and so then even through uh, when we had online learning uh, last school year, um, we still had morning meetings even online. And so if you were to look at our schedule, you would see that um, our kids had morning meeting. We still had ELA and math. But even when we were online, those morning meetings were going to take place no matter what. Uh, and then um, training-wise, last year, a lot of that focus was on technology. And as Sarah and I, um, as our campus transitioned back to in-person in February, we were noticing that we were kind of back to um, choose your own adventure, um, a little bit of um, what I wouldn't, I would say it was not systematic at that point. Um, and, you know, and, and we all know why it was, it was just really, really tough uh, with all those different circumstances. And so then this year, um, Sarah and I both had an opportunity to lead a morning meeting with our staff during in-service. Um, and um, Sarah did an awesome job of modeling what that would look like uh, in a primary or an intermediate classroom. Um, I kind of did it more for adults. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I love paper, rock, scissors. Um, and so we had to have a paper, rock, scissors game, which, uh, you know, is also a great way to help our staff get to know each other. Um, but when we think about that PD plan, it started, you know, four years ago, then through COVID, we kind of lost some momentum last year of all the different things. That's not one of the glass balls that we tried to balance. And now this year in in-service and then, um, in in-service that was a major focus for us. Um, and so because of that, um, we feel like we've been able to gain that momentum again. Chris, you said 18, 19, and I right away thought, oh my, oh my God, morning meetings have been going on like since 18, 19, like Little House on the Prairie, like one house. <laughs> like, and, and I just, I don't know. I wasn't thinking of like the school year. And I'm like, gosh, you guys are onto something. You did a lot of research <laughs> in Oregon back in the day oh. when we were, you know, like the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Uh, no, so I'm curious because I, you know, I've been a principal as well too. And this is something that came from the classroom to the school. Is, is that right? It wasn't like a school 
kind of initiative or district that then went into the classrooms? It, it started, Sarah, it sounds like in your classroom and then it kind of spread out. Am I correct in that? It started in my classroom and then some other teachers that had been at our building for a while. Got it. Okay. So um, I just wanted to clarify before I got to my, my question, because some things, as we all know, we've all worked in school districts. Sometimes some things come from central office. Some things come from a classroom and spread out. So I'm thinking about that teacher that's out there somewhere in somewhere USA. And they're like, I really want to do this. I don't think my principal is going to say yes. I don't think my central office is going to say yes. So what can I do? Should I just do these three things to get started? Should I read the blog post? Should I, other than listening to this podcast, should I read a book? Should I get another teacher in my grade level or across town at the other elementary school to come together? Obviously, it's always more fun and probably better and easier when you have a buddy with you. Sarah, what would you recommend? Because there may be principals and superintendents that listen to this podcast and we're like, we're doing morning meetings. It's a great thing. But also, we also know, too, that a lot of people have a lot of things going on, so they just can't bring in one more thing, which we all appreciate as well, too. So from inside out on the building, what would you recommend, Sarah, to learning from maybe your mistakes and also collaborating with your um, administration? I mean, Chris said, he's like, oh, I was kind of involved. I wasn't. And obviously, you know, principals have a lot going on. We're not making any excuses, Chris. We're just, you know, you said it, not me. I'm just reiterating. Sarah, what would you say? What would be the best next steps for somebody out there that wants to do this in isolation, like without the support or like the initiative of their leadership? Yeah, well, if I was a classroom teacher and I wanted to um, start doing morning meeting, there are a lot more resources out there than when I started doing this. And I would definitely recommend the morning meeting book. They sell it on Amazon or anywhere. And it goes through each step. It goes through the why, the purpose. Um, and there's even actually a, um, they've done a, sec a second book that's a flip book. And it's called 80 Morning Meeting Ideas. And it, there's a separate book for K-3 and then another book for fourth through sixth grade. And it actually um, divides the book up into the four sections of morning meeting and gives ideas. So it's like a quick flip book. So if you're ready for your sharing activity for the day, then you can flip to it, choose from a, lots of different options of sharing activities. And um, I would just say just setting that time aside and committing to it and trying it and then um, inviting people to come in and watch in your classroom. Um, I guess just trying it. And if it was a principal who wanted to implement it in their school, I would say, again, the book, ask some teachers to try it, um, and then setting that time aside so teachers know that they do have this time. Those are really, really good. Thank you, Sarah. So I'm curious if I'm already kind of doing uh, this a little bit in my classroom, dabbling, right? I'm asking an ice cream question or what you did this weekend or on a scale from one to five, where are you at? What are two tips, Chris, that you have for me to level up my practice as a classroom teacher to really get at those social emotional skills that you're teaching and talking about? Yeah, so whether uh, in Sarah's classroom or, or other teachers in our school, um, I think the two, you know, boiling it down to two things that would really take that um, to the next step would be really identifying and helping students with zones of regulation or helping them identify where they're at and then having common language in your classroom or across your across your campus um, about how how to move out of where you're at zone wise so that you can help to regulate yourself. I mean, I, I think about 
um, even as an adult, right? Or as a principal or as a teacher or, or just someone um, in the business world, that is a skill to be able to go from one place uh, to another place and regulate yourself. And so for our kids to be able to do it when they're, you know, five and six, all the way up until they're 11, at least in an elementary, I feel like identifying the zone and then having a common language in order to move forward, it would be really, really key. Um, and just having that be part of your daily, daily ritual as well. Um, and, and I think that one of the other pieces too, is that at our school, um, AVID is a really big um, piece uh, of our work. Um, with COVID, you know, we've certainly lost some of that um, focus, but one of the pieces that I've really seen teachers do is, um, especially when they're in the game or the group activity, is using like a would you rather, um, getting into a philosophical chairs and using that as a time to also teach um, academic language and how to respectfully agree and disagree with one another. When I think about those morning meetings that are leveled up, um, those are definitely two practices that would that would come to the forefront for me. Well, I know if I was a teacher or if I was a principal, I know who I would call Chris and Sarah for any help or the books and listen to this podcast. I'm guessing too, you can probably just go to Twitter and search morning meeting and click on recent and you're going to find ideas. You're going to find different places. Um, Chris, throw out how people can connect with you further i'm guessing twitter is the best way for you can you let everybody know we'll also link it in the show notes yeah absolutely uh twitter works great um it's just at chris c-h-r-i-s underscore w-i-l-a-n-d um or you can always find our school um you know obviously online so awesome sarah are you on twitter can you throw out a social media contact i'm not on twitter Oh, oh my gosh, Sarah, the, the Pope, the Pope is on Twitter. The Dalai Lama is on Twitter. Chris, can you get, <laughs> I need I'm to up my social media game. I'm sorry. Yes, it's all right. If you have a question for Sarah, send Chris a message and Chris can tell Sarah the question and then Sarah can tell Chris the answer. And then we can do that game of telephone. Um, either way, I appreciate you both coming on. I appreciate the work that you're doing for your students and for your teachers. And I think, Rachel, we need to have them back on again to go over the morning meeting for staff, because I think that type of circle, because Chris dropped that, just you dropped that ever so lightly. You, you did that. I think we think about our students and that they haven't been in school, real normal, what we know school, but either have teachers. You know, and I know teachers are <laughs> education's kind of in the ICU right now, and we're we're on a ventilator, and there's a there's a lot going on, and um, I, I know I talk to too many teachers or principals that they're trying to have too many new things starting, and uh, I think a morning meeting would be a great place. So um, maybe we can have you back, guys, back on um, maybe after the new year and give some schools some ideas. Rachel, anything else to, uh, to close us out? So everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Chris, Sarah, thank you for all that you do. If you are listening and you are not a member of NASP, naesp.org, sign up. It's great. It's awesome. And if you are not planning, you should be to attend the conference next summer in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville is a great town. There's great nightlife. There's great connections. We were in Chicago last summer. Sign up, go to Louisville. There's a great little airport. 
Uh, there's a great river going through downtown. If you're a baseball fan, there's the Louisville Slugger Museum. There's a lot to do. So sign up, Chris, Sarah. Thank you, Rachel, my co-host. Thanks for all you do. Everybody have an amazing day. All right, man. I don't know about you, Adam, but talking and listening to Chris and Sarah, I just learned so much. And I also have a list of things that I want to examine, research, and buy. I want to buy that book. That's one that I have not purchased, which is a huge shock because I am on a book budget and love books. So I'm excited to pick that up and dive into it. I think that it could really hold a lot of potential for some of our schools that are struggling in our classrooms, because I know that we're, we're not alone with that piece. It is a little cray cray as we look across the nation. So thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of the NAESP Principal Podcast. We hope to see you in Louisville in July. So book those reservations, whether that's your hotel or your flight, we're looking forward to seeing you face to face. So in the meantime, we hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you, everyone. Bye.